Learning to swim is fun. British Swim School is welcoming all new students to start their journey in the world of water. The team of highly trained experts at British Swim School will show your little fish all the ins and outs of life in the water, while also sharing valuable knowledge on water safety. So, is it time for your kids to get their feet wet? Sign them up now at BritishSwimSchool.com. That's BritishSwimSchool.com. British Swim School. Make a splash. Welcome to the Grit Daily Startup. I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk, and this is a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes at startups. The good, the bad, and the gritty. Let's dive in. Nathan, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Hey, thanks for taking some time out of your day to hang out with me. I sure do appreciate it. I know we've been connected on Facebook for a minute now. That doesn't mean much these days. So <laughs> it's always good to finally put uh, you know, a face with a Facebook profile <laughs> and, uh, and and connect with people uh, and, and, of course, get you on the show, too. So um, love telling people's story on, on the show. And um, in order to do that, usually we back up the beginning of the conversation for some context and help our listeners better understand a little bit more about you and your backstory and then what brought you into present day with what you're currently working on with your businesses. Yeah. So I'm a, a longtime entrepreneur. I've never had a, a real job outside of some college and, and high school internships, but I started a, an Amazon business out of my college dorm room back in 2008. And I actually started off buying and selling people's textbooks uh, competing with the school bookstore to the point where I got a cease and desist letter from my college telling me to to knock it off because I was stealing too much of their business. So that was my first glimpse into being an entrepreneur. And from there, I, I had this Amazon account that I, I couldn't sell books on anymore. And I started experimenting uh, what else I could sell. And, and I tried a, a wide variety of products before finding baby products for whatever reason, uh, because they were easy to ship and obviously a big market. They, it was a great business to run. And I didn't have any money to buy inventory. I didn't have any space to store inventory. So I went to all these US manufacturers and they didn't know e-commerce at the time. They, we made an agreement that they would keep my credit card on file, ship products where I told them to. And that became my, my dropshipping business years before I even knew it was called uh, dropshipping. So my business partner and I um, ended up running that that company for seven years. We sold $25 million on Amazon. Uh, Connor was actually my first hire. Uh, I posted a job on Facebook that I needed help, and he joined the, the business. And we also learned a lot about just hiring people and how hard it was. Hiring college kids were, were very unreliable. So we started hiring VAs from the Philippines to, to run this Amazon business and, and created what we called our, our VA army of, of e-commerce freelancers and VAs. Well, Amazon got harder, more, more competition, algorithm changed, and we started to offer up these e-commerce VAs and freelancers to other Amazon sellers. And that became the, the free up marketplace, this platform we built for the top 1% of VAs and freelancers. We scaled that to, to doing $12 million a year by year four. And that company was acquired in 2019, which is a whole nother story uh, we can talk about if you want. But since then, we, we launched Outsource School, which is our membership that teaches people 
our virtual assistant hiring process, and more recently, two monthly bookkeeping brands, uh, Econ Balance and Accounts Balance. Obviously, strong bookkeeping was a big part of making decisions and and passing due diligence. So now we offer uh, monthly bookkeeping to to entrepreneurs and have built a really great team there. So that's kind of the the short long story of how I went from books to baby products to to free up to outsource school to, to Econ Balance and Accounts Balance. I love it. W- which one do you like the most? I mean, free up obviously has a special place in my heart. The the exit was life changing. The team unbelievable. We we took five hundred thousand dollars from the sale and gave it to our team in the Philippines to to make sure that they were taken care of. And um, yeah, I mean that was obviously the the most quote unquote success we've had. But we're having a lot of fun now with, with outsource school and econ balance. And it's always good to it, it's fun for us to get out of the VA and freelancer space a little bit and try to tackle something different in terms of bookkeeping. Yeah, absolutely. So do you cater to any type of business or do they is it specifically the Amazon sellers that you've that you've been dealing with? So Ecom Balance is for e-commerce sellers, and that's for Amazon, Etsy, Walmart, eBay, um, marketplace sellers. And then we more recently launched Accounts Balance, and that's for your agency, SaaS, other online businesses. But yeah, we have a, a wide variety of businesses that we work with. Um, we stay away from crypto. We stay away from certain things like construction or, or brick and mortar, stuff like that. But for the most part, it's bookkeeping for, for most online businesses. So how did the whole sale come about? So one of our clients actually reached out to us, the, the Hoth, um, David Martin, Mark Hargrove, two really great entrepreneurs. And their message was pretty much like, we use FreeUp, we like FreeUp, we we buy businesses, we don't start them. We want to get into the VA freelancer space and we want to see if you guys would be interested in an acquisition. And like anything else in business, we, we kind of heard them out and they ended up making us an offer that that at the time we, we felt really good about and it was life-changing. And from there, we we went through due diligence and we did a ton of due diligence on them, just like they did it on us. We wanted to know their their future plans for free up, how they treat people, their past success, their failure, what they were like as employers, as entrepreneurs, what their values were, because we didn't want to end up in a lawsuit down the line or arguing over money or anything like that. So um, yeah, I mean, that, that was probably the most stressful six months of my life. Not really their fault or our fault. Once uh, the lawyers got involved, while it was the, the biggest moment of our life, it was just another Tuesday for them. So they had other stuff going on and, and lots of back and forth there. And um, yeah, I mean, we couldn't be happier with the deal. I mean, they, they paid us every penny that we that we agreed to. They treated our team well and and made sure all our team kept their jobs. And they, yeah, they've been great. They've been mentors too. They've helped us promote other businesses, free up still running and, and doing well. And they've told me they were very, really happy with the transition. So I think it's one of those rare win-win-wins. Yeah, it sounds like it. What What would you say the hardest part of the startup process is? Yeah, so... For me, I think that hardest process is that year one when you're really trying to to not only get the brand out there, but build the, the core of your team because those initial hires that you make are so important. You want them to be leaders and veterans and everyone that comes onto the team, you want them to look up to those initial people. You don't want those initial people to, to kind of fall back and not have the important roles or, or not follow the culture. Even if they're doing an okay job, if those initial people don't buy in, if they don't really they don't treat the company like they own it. That makes it really hard to build a team around them. And 
on, on top of that, I mean, with FreeUp, it was our, our first B2B business. We had to learn marketing and partnership and SEA partnerships and SEO and podcasts and all the stuff that, that kind of goes with it. So for us, it was kind of figuring out what real marketing is instead of just throwing a, a product on Amazon and, and getting sales through their existing customers. So I think a combination of building the team and, and kind of learning marketing and B2B from ground zero, it was definitely the hardest part. And what's the biggest thing that's changed since the exit from from the company? Yeah, I mean, in terms of my life, like just pure business and life freedom, like we kind of have the freedom to pursue businesses that we want. Um, before econ balance and accounts balance, we pretty much started every company with five grand, very lean, a lot of hustle. Um, although we still run pretty lean businesses, we're able to put more into it and hire more people up front and stuff like that. But also we can make mistakes where it's not super stressful. Like if econ balance and accounts balance fails, which I hope they don't, and they're doing pretty well, I'll be fine. Life will be fine. And, and we'll move on to some other idea that we'll try to, to conquer. And it's allowed my wife and I to, to move to Colorado to become foster parents and give back in a, a non-business way. And um, yeah, just to enjoy life. I mean, we, we, for four years, I did nothing but free up. I, I worked 50, 60, 70 hours a week, work weekends, hustled, went on every podcast I could, conferences, stuff like that. And now I'm able to, to kind of set limits. I, I don't go to conferences. I don't travel. I only go on select podcasts. I, I My time is much more limited, nights, weekends off, stuff like that, that, that I wasn't able to, to do before. Sure. What are you guys excited about for 2023? Yeah, just kind of brand awareness on our bookkeeping businesses. We had a really good first year with econ balance. People in the e-commerce space knows who we are, know who we are. And now with accounts balance, getting more into that uh, agency, click funnel, like marketing community, that's always fun. And we did that a little towards the end of free up. And um, yeah, just kind of growing the, these businesses and and hopefully um, growing it and getting back on the same pace that we were with free up. And, and uh, yeah, just kind of excited to see kind of where this takes us. I know everyone's talking about AI and we'll be incorporating some stuff there as well. And I'm always curious what happens with the economy and just business in general. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what what would you say? I mean, you no, know, when someone exits a company, you know, people automatically think if they've never done it before, it's like, wow, you're rode off into the sunset. You're like, you're, you're, you're good to go, which technically you probably are, but that's just not how we work in human nature. I heard a, <laughs> heard a quote uh, last month at an event that I was at and said that if you don't have a strategy for what's next prior to your exit, your the percent, the, the odds of you becoming grossly depressed is like 90% on there. So, you know, that being said, you know, when, when you made that exit, you, you know, you're a serial entrepreneur, you probably already knew what your next moves were, but you know, did, did it, did it change things so drastic that business didn't need to continue or, you know, how, and I know that's kind of a couple pronged approach question on there, but a lot of people have different perspectives, you know, post exit or wow, if I was able to sell my company, I would sit on the beach. I mean, you know, forever. And, you know, unfortunately that's just not sustainable. That's just not how we roll. So, Hey, you know, what, what kind of showed up for you with the whole exit and the whole freedom side of things? Yeah, all great points. I mean, we didn't have a plan after exit. From our side, we kind of looked at the due diligence process as 
hey, this deal could fall through at any time. Like, let's yeah. stay focused on growing free up. And that was really tough. And my business partner and I kept reminding each other. And it ended up working well because free up had really good months towards the end. And we were able to, to close the deal. But until we actually signed the document, we had the mentality that this deal wasn't happening and we were going to keep running free up. And that's kind of my recommendation. Anyone selling the business, don't count your, your eggs before they hatch or chickens before they hatch, whatever yeah. the, the saying is. And once we sold it, the original plan was to take a lot of time off. I didn't think I would see my business partner for a year. We we're going to travel the world. I had all this stuff coming up. We sold it in November 2019. COVID hit a few months later, which was a, a super weird position to be in because we had no business. We were out pretty quick within a few weeks, a month. We had no like no travel plans. We were stuck inside and we had nothing to do. So very weird position, um, just not having an income stream, having just like a large sum of money in your bank account. Could I never work again? Probably. I guess it depends what I what I spend money on and what kind of lifestyle I want to live. But could I take the next 20 years off and be totally fine? Sure. Um, but at the same time, we love building businesses and we didn't want to just watch Netflix and be stuck at home. And um, I, I don't think I'm willing to just sit on the beach forever. I, I like having a good work-life balance and working on projects that, that I, I enjoy. So a buddy of ours reached out and said, hey, what about teaching people how to hire, which kind of led us to outsource school. And that became a, a nice passive income stream. But even then running like a course and a membership is way different than running what I would call a, a real business, not to insult anyone with the course, but like a service-based business. And, and so we spent a good year, year and a half, just brainstorming really bad ideas uh, before coming up with, with bookkeeping. And, and so, yeah, it's definitely a, a weird position to, to be in um, post exit. You're not really sure what you want to do. You're, you're like, Hey, I can spend money, but money isn't coming in. And I, you don't want to get sucked into something where you're hustling or miserable or, or doing something that you don't want to do either. So I'm not sure if I necessarily handled it or, or did it hundred percent right, but that's kind of how it worked out for, for us. Love it. Love it. Well, man, it's been so great to, uh, to chat with you for a few minutes to learn about, you know, the, the, everything you got your hands on right now. You are truly a serial entrepreneur uh, at its core. So continue uh, doing what you're doing. It clearly matters and it works. Uh, anytime there's an accent, well, you're, usually you're good at business, right? So, uh, oh, you know, hopefully there's, uh, there, there's, there's several more in your, in your future. One, one, one could hope, right? I, yeah, I hope so. I mean, our bookkeeping business, honestly, we'd love to keep it. We think bookkeeping is going to be here for the next 30 plus years. And it's a solid business just having your portfolio and build and buy other businesses around. But you never know. Things change. And um, yeah, I appreciate you having me on. So you don't think that the robots are going to take over bookkeeping next year? Maybe. Anything's possible. I, I wouldn't <laughs> put it out. But like I said, if that happens, we'll be fine and we'll move on to something else. Absolutely. Whatever's next on there. Nathan, thanks again for your time. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. For anyone listening, feel free to connect with me, Nathan Hirsch on LinkedIn. Love meeting other entrepreneurs and uh, outdoorschool.com, econbalance.com or accountsbalance.com if you want to check us out. Absolutely. Be sure to include all your links on the show notes and description of this podcast episode. Make sure you connect with Nathan and his team. Uh, thanks again for your time, man. Thank you. Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit Daily Startup. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. This podcast is brought to you by GritDaily.com, the premier startup news hub. More information at GritDaily.com. Once again, I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. Until next time, friends.
We love the Employee Retention Tax Credit and what it does for clients. Find out if you qualify at iHeartTaxRefunds.com. As the first and only CPA firm in the country solely offering ERC services, JWC has helped thousands of businesses claim over $500 million in tax refunds. We're a licensed and regulated CPA firm committed to client education without the gimmicks and deception of unlicensed ERC companies. Learn how to qualify at iHeartTaxRefunds.com.